Picture this, you're sitting down to watch a live poetry performance. The first poet takes the stage, and as they begin to read, they're accompanied by a live jazz band. If this sounds intriguing, well, you're in luck. International Jazz Poetry Month returns to Pittsburgh on May 2nd. The festival features more than 50 artists, including local jazz icons and poets from Algeria, Cuba, Sudan, and Ukraine. Tickets to watch online or in person at City of Asylum's home on the north side are free. Get yours at cityofasylum.org before they're gone. Here's what Pittsburgh is talking about. In this city, a church could be a church. It could also be a creative space, a club, or a concert venue. We're with freelance reporter Taylor Fowler talking about the challenges of turning 100-year-old sanctuaries into a hotspot. It's Monday, February 27th. I'm Morgan Moody, and this is CityCast Pittsburgh. One converted space that I feel like everyone knows here in Pittsburgh is Church Brew Works. I love when you walk in, it's like it's like right there on the altar. There's the yeah. sealed drums where the beer was brewed um, and the liquor in the confessional. I'm not going to lie, though. Like, growing up, I was afraid of going into this place. I thought that it was, like, probably very sacrilegious growing up as a, as a Catholic myself. I hear you. I feel like you're not the only person who feels that way. Um, I think one thing, though, you can just go in and appreciate the architecture and the fact that these churches are still standing, you know, yeah. no matter what you may or may not believe. There's definitely a lot of beauty, at least, in the building themselves, um, the buildings themselves, I guess I should say. Um, but, yeah, Church Brew Works. That's a good one. Yeah. There's There's... Some places that I feel like um, are just favorites here in Pittsburgh. Uh, Mr. Smalls is one of them. It's a concert venue, a bar, even a recording studio. It is all things. Um, what did it used to be, though, before before it's become this, like, really well-known venue here in Pittsburgh? Yeah, that's definitely one of my favorites, too. And the building in which Mr. Smalls now resides was um, once owned by the Catholic Diocese of Pittsburgh, and it was an 18th century St. Anne's Catholic Church. And it was built in 1924, but I guess decidedly closed in 1998. I'm not mm -hmm. sure you know, what made the shift there specifically, but the building was then purchased by the current owners of Mr. Smalls in 2000, um, and they founded Mr. Smalls, I believe, in 2002. And fun fact about that, the name is inspired by a childhood nickname of their son, because they're a married couple. I always wondered that, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, you know, the building went under extensive renovation to become what it is today, as many churches in Pittsburgh, I I've learned just through looking into this, um, have also had to go through a lot of work to take it from what it is then to what it is now. I'm um, sure. But yeah. Um, <laughs> An organization that uh, you've worked with a lot, Taylor, the Steel City Arts Foundation. I hadn't heard about them before we had our conversation. Um, so what do they do and, and where do they fit into yeah, this larger conversation of repurposed churches? So, yeah, the Steel City Arts Foundation is actually, I think, what brought us to this conversation topic about wanting to, to, to discuss like what churches in Pittsburgh are turned into other things. Um, the Steel City Arts Foundation is a nonprofit live work and play space for comedians hmm. and it's in a stanton heights church 
Um, it's founded by Steve Hofstetter, who is an internationally touring stand-up comic. Um, he was actually, fun fact, nominated for a Nobel Peace Prize for his philanthropic work in comedy during the pandemic. CityCast actually got a voicemail from Steve about his work to renovate the space. A church makes a perfect venue or entertainment space once it's zoned, obviously, uh, because the sight lines are incredible and it's built for acoustics. Uh, it's not true with all churches, but the vast majority of churches, especially the ones with older architecture, have uh, no support columns in the middle of the chapel, uh, which makes for a perfect viewing experience for a show. Um, but also the typical arch structure um, allows for wonderful sound. Uh, the biggest architectural challenges um, or the biggest architectural challenge had to have been one I didn't think of, which is wiring the building for high-speed internet um, and cell service. Uh, old, thick walls are not uh, a friend to technology. And by the way, I should mention um, that I am the publicist for Steel City AF, so that's how I know so much about them. Um, definitely love the work that they're doing. And sort of along the same lines as Steel City AF, there are a couple of uh, other creative spaces Along Stanton Ave, one's a 120-year-old church that's open to the public, and the other is a former synagogue that is privately owned. Yeah. A friend of ours, Hussein Puono, works out of a similar kind of space. He's a music producer and a DJ. He goes by the name Picasso. Um, the space itself is privately owned, um, but I asked him about the challenges of working in one of these spaces. In this case, it's a synagogue. The building doesn't have a visible building number, so... I can't get mail delivered over here. It would be nice to get some music equipment delivered straight to the studio instead of having to get it delivered home and bringing it back here, especially if it's heavy. And also, it's been a hassle to get takeout delivered directly to the studio. And in the basement, from what I can see, all of the outlets are upside down from where the fridge and microwave are to the restroom. And lastly, Sometime last year, there was a flash flood that happened while I was in the studio. And fortunately, most of the stuff that I have here, most of my equipment was off the floor. So I didn't end up losing anything and ended up saving most of my studio mates' records. But aside from that, being in the space has been great. Yeah, Morgan, have you seen the building? I, I saw it from the outside once myself, um, and it's true. It's kind of just a big, um, inconspicuous who knows what. Um, so it's really interesting, for sure. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've been down there. I've been to um, his studio, and I, what I do find interesting is that it's such a large space. Um, I think that's something else that we like don't consider, that these places were places of worship for, you know, hundreds of people in their community um so they're massive spaces and realistically like i feel like what the artists and um the areas that are being repurposed are such a small percentage of the rest of the building um but it is a really cool space do you like to dance 
look at beautiful art, eat gourmet snacks, people watch, we'll mark your calendars for Friday, June 7th for one of my favorite parties in Pittsburgh. It's Mattress Factory's 25th Garden Party. The theme this year is make-believe, and it's all to celebrate and support the creatives in our community. There's going to be live music, an open bar, an art auction, and probably my favorite, the costume contest. Trust me, I will be judging yins, and so will everyone else there. Be playful, be imaginative, explore your magical realm, because this is a theme party you want to come dressed to impress. You must be 21 and up to attend, and rest assured, every dollar raised goes directly towards supporting the museum, its art, its education, and all of its community outreach initiatives. Get your tickets now to the 25th Mattress Factory Garden Party. They are in our show notes and online at mattress.org. Um, and last, I want to pour one out for the church um, that became a venue and is now a church again. <laughs> our newsletter editor, Francesca DeBecco, shared this little remembrance of Altar Bar. Back in my high school days, I was at the Altar Bar probably once a month. My friend and I would head into the strip district a couple hours before doors and sit outside on the red stairs leading up to the early 19th century church. You know the one, with orange brick and tall stained glass windows. Of course, we had to get there early so we could get in front, right? <laughs> Don't make fun of me, but I was a total pop punk kid. I saw so many of my favorite bands there. And when I heard that it was being turned back into a place of worship in 2016, I mourned the loss for every teenage music fan who wouldn't have the privilege of dancing and singing around on that holy ground. Francesca and I have very similar teenage years. Um, <laughs> uh, hearing her story, I heard my own story, especially even the pop punk. Yeah, RIP uh, uh, Altar Bar. It's now Orchard Hill Church. I get the flyers in the mail regularly. Um, but it is constantly a reminder of of what it was. What's the backstory before it was a church and a, and a, a teeny bopper place to hang out? It's life <laughs> before that. Yes. Um, so it was built in the early 1900s, as Francesca had mentioned, as the St. Elizabeth Church. Um, it was ceremoniously decleansed by the parish in 2001. Um, and then it was remodeled into a dance club called Sanctuary. Um, I don't actually remember that myself, but according to an article I read in City Paper, um, but the owner who took over for Altar Bar, Mike Pitterich, um, transformed the location into what would then be Altar Bar in 2006. Um, so it's, you know, it sits at the very end of Penn Avenue, closest to the city in the Strip District. And they were really well known too um, for hosting local acts, but also some pretty well known um, national acts, mm -hmm. rappers, rock stars, whatever it might be. And they existed as a venue for 10 years with Drusky Entertainment being their exclusive promoter. So then in 2016, they actually announced that the facility was being sold and that the new buyer had another purpose for the building. It seemed like a shock based on the statements I read and the research that I did. Um, no one really wanted that to happen, but I guess that the lease had expired, the building was being sold, and it was no longer going to be a venue. They, interestingly enough, planned a 10-year anniversary and going away concert series I saw back in 2016 through the end of July but according to a very sad um, 2016 Facebook post that's still pinned to the top of their, their page to this day, 
Halfway through July in 2016, they were forced to close immediately after the building inspection, which I assume was part of, you know, the sale revealed issues with the building that said, you have to close your doors now. So that was a shock to so many people and Alter Bar was no more. And as you know, you had mentioned, it is now a satellite location for Orchard Hill Church, which is, um, according to their website, an interdenominational Christian church. Maybe that's like the life cycle of these places. You know, you go from religious place to a place to party, back to a place to pray. Yeah. Taylor Fowler is a local publicist and freelancer. Taylor, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. A little more news before you go. The Pittsburgh Water and Sewer Authority say they're halfway through their goal of removing all public lead water lines from its water system. According to WESA, the authority has invested $300 million to replace the line since 2017. The effort started after the city's lead levels exceeded the EPA's acceptable limit. And the Steelers are making million-dollar updates to a dozen restrooms at Akershire Stadium, and they're starting by replacing those urinal troughs. What a relief. Flooring in some of the men's and women's restrooms will also be replaced this offseason, and the team plans to cover the costs. That's all for today here on CityCast Pittsburgh. If you enjoyed the show, tell your friends, rate the show, leave us a review, and subscribe to our Hey Pittsburgh newsletter. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. So we'll see you then. So, you know, sometimes when it's when I throw some things into Google and Reddit comes up, I'm like, well, the people said it, so I'm going to go see. <laughs>